Hey there film fans and welcome to another of our Spotlight episodes. This week get ready for an action-packed buddy comedy crime thriller like no other as we take a look at the 1988 film Midnight Run. Let's roll titles! Sit down and grab a glass Sinead Ross and I'll have made a podcast It's the real take breaking it down Having fun and talking movies. Da 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 da, talking movies. This is the Real Take, the podcast by film fans for film fans. Please do like and subscribe to the Real Take wherever you get your podcasts and never miss another episode. I feel like I may have missed a genre in my introduction for this movie because there's so much in this. And uh, I have to say, Niall O'Brien. You're forever introducing me to movies that have completely slipped under my radar. This is no exception. I definitely heard the name, but didn't know much else about it. <laughs> so this you're, is completely You're your goddamn pick. right I am, Sinead. You're goddamn right. <laughs> so here comes two words for you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I'm glad you, you. this is the perfect you know, meaning of spotlight episodes. It's episodes I've <laughs> gone under your radar and it also gives Niall a chance to tell you to shut the fuck up, which yeah. <laughs> which this I will to do me now, it's your, yeah. this is your spotlight. This is your, Well, this to your... me is what I, what I term as and all of my spotlight picks are, I think, endlessly rewatchable movies that I just never tire of watching again and again and again. So I, I chose, as you say, for this one, Midnight Run, 1988, directed by Martin Brest, written by George Gallo, starring uh, uh, starring uh, Robert James De Niro, I think his name is, <laughs> Robert James De Niro Jr. and Charles Grodin. Um, you had not seen it, Sinead, no. am I correct? I yeah. haven't seen it. Ross, you had seen it because you're a guy. <laughs> Hang on a minute now. I well, love, you know, I don't I know, know if it's no, purely no. a guy movie now. Come well, on. we it's might very... maybe talk. We might maybe talk about female representation in the well, film. Well, yeah, but... yeah. It had been it had but... been a few years for me as well, though. It like I couldn't. Yeah. Re- I remembered certain scenes and certain parts, but it literally yes. had been it had been an age since I've seen this. Yeah. So it was a good excuse for you to rewatch it. And Sinead, absolutely, Sinead, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, Midnight Run. Midnight Run is the story of uh, Jack Walsh, a bail bondsman or bounty hunter, and he's hired by Eddie Mascone, played by Joe Pantoliano. This cast, I always pick films with the most amazing cast, don't I? <laughs> Joe Pantoliano, he hires Jack Walsh, played by Robert De Niro, to locate the mob accountant nicknamed The Duke played by Charles Grodin, and bring him to L.A. Eddie tells Jack that the job will be a simple midnight run, hence the name. But when Jack finds the Duke, the FBI are after him, the mob are anxious to get their hands on him, and a cross-country chase ensues where Jack must evade the authorities, hide from the mob, and prevent the Duke's erratic personality from driving him mad. So over the course of this film, right, and this film basically is just about Robert De Niro, Capturing Charles Grodin and taking him from New York to Los Angeles. That's that's the plot, okay? But over but the course of But if only if it film, was so simple. As if that. only it was so yeah. simple. <laughs> you uh, could say be- it's so easy. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Jonathan, the Duke Mardukas, who, can I ask you, did you ever have nicknames? Uh, well, Nothing I do have cool a nickname. Not as cool oh, as the Duke. Yeah. My I'm nickname is Brazzlehead. Bra- Brazzlehead. Brazzlehead. Yeah. What? Okay. That's or not Brazil. 
know. Oh, I think that's just a mispronunciation. No, no. They know. Uh, my, my, well, a lot of people called me Nob because of my initials. Oh, not good. And, the fact, brother, and also the fact that you're a My brother is Sob, yeah. My brother is Sob. I was Nob. I don't think my sister is called Rob because of our initials, but yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'd love to be cool enough to have a nickname like the Duke, but yeah. Jonathan, Mar- Jonathan Mardukas, <laughs> played by Charles Grodin, who plays uh, an, a fugitive accountant in this, um, he is not. Like, when you hear, oh, the, the mob accountant to Duke has absconded mm. with $15 million, you do not picture... Charles Grodin. No. Okay. no. He's the uh, dad in Beethoven who... He is the, the dad in Beethoven, like yeah. his head, yeah. He's a fantastic actor. I'm Although, very funny fond enough, of him. in this, you do see a big dog uh, when you're introduced <laughs> to <laughs> him. That's right, yeah, he has a big dog, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Jack Walsh, played by Robert De Niro, uh, and Jonathan uh, De Duke, Mark Dukas, played by Charles Grogan, have to travel 3,000 miles and crisscross America by every mode of transportation possible. So this is essentially planes, trains and automobiles <laughs> with guns yeah. and explosions yeah. and what have you. So first of all, they get on a commercial jet and then they get on a train, then they get on a bus, then they get on a car, in a car, uh, three stolen cars, I think. Yeah, then I didn't say stolen one cars, yeah. Of them, one yeah. of them tries to steal a biplane um, and they even ba- back have on to the train. S- yeah, yeah, back on the train. Yeah, yeah. Then they have to swim through uh, the the Whitewater Rapids. Oh as yeah, well. I forgot about that bit. Yeah. <laughs> and they, all they were the time, just away from using bicycles or whatever. Yeah. To get there. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. it. All the time, they're being pursued by a troop of FBI agents led by the redoubtable Alonzo Mosley, FBI, played by Yafet Koto, who is an actor who I think is fantastic, and he is no more fantastic than he is in this film. He is great as the the dogged lawman on their trail who ends up, you know, they end up getting the better of him because they end up getting the better of everybody in this film. Um, not only are, is the FBI on their trail, there's a couple of king, the the drug kingpins henchmen, uh, and there's also a rival bounty hunter, Marvin, Marvin Duffler, played by John Ashton. Now, I would have known John Ashton because this is directed by Martin Brest, who also directed uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. And John Ashton is one of the I can't remember the character's name, but he's he's the gruff old. Uh, sergeant in Beverly Hills Cop uh, who is paired with Judge Reinhold and he is he's brilliant in a very different character in this you know Um, as well as all those modes of transportation they get involved in three car chases and gunfights and a helicopter shot out of the sky I love it with a pistol fantastic I know we learn about (laughs) such delicious delicacies as chorizo with eggs and potatoes leonese and every time they talk about food or food is in this you kind of go I know these characters are really hungry. Oh, and I'm really hungry now. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Funny enough, I um, ask a lot watching this film. There's a lot okay. of like popcorn. And, I yeah. hope it was low cholesterol. No, I hope that, it was all the cholesterol. I hope happening. the Duke had, had given you a diet plan <laughs> written out to stop arterial sclerosis. I, I, I do, I do appreciate their love of cream soda, though. I like, I, yes. I don't know what it is about that. I just like, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of cream soda. And like What's I say, cream apart soda? like oh, American cream soda, cream soda it's like a yeah. drink. Have you never had it? It's like a what drink? Oh, like, it tastes shot. like candy floss in a can. Yeah. Oh, oh. that sounds rotten. Yeah, it is. No, it's lovely. <laughs> it's it is lovely. Fantastic. It was my favourite. Well, back in the day, the minerals would come. Minerals. The yeah. minerals would come and there'd be Coca-Cola <laughs> and orange and cream soda. In a little score <laughs> bottle. 
Yeah. Yeah. But 1988, right? If you're a casting director and Martin Brest rings you up and says, I want the best looking actors that you have for this film. <laughs> you get such a, a variety of great movies. You've got Phil Baker Hall in this film. You've got uh, Dennis Farina in this movie as the big bad guy. Every and like I say, Joe Pantoliano, even his his kind of secretary in the I don't know what you call him in the Bale Bondsman's office. Like he's I can't remember that actor's name, but he just has that face, that fantastic. Oh, he's the character Jerry in it, isn't he? Mm. That's right, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. because every time he rings up, he go hello, and he goes Jerry, give me give me uh, whatever his name is. Uh, But the reason to watch this film is John Wesley Walsh and Jonathan the Duke Mardukas, or if you prefer, Robert Anthony De Niro Jr. and Charles Sidney Grodin. And look, the 80s are covered with buddy movies, you know, and we've got classics like 48 Hours, Lethal Weapon. I don't know if you've seen that one, Ross. Maybe it'll be a future spotlight. I think I heard of Um, it. Yeah, Running Scared, which will definitely be one of my future uh, Spotlight episodes. And like I referenced, Planes, Trains and Automobiles and even the Blues Brothers you could call a a buddy movie. And that's just a few. Uh, But there is something so special, I think, about these two actors who, if you told me Robert De Niro playing an ex-cop, a disgraced ex-cop turned Bill Bodsman, Bounty Hunter... It's going to be in an action comedy. I'd be got what? What? Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> what? Particularly Especially back then. Especially in 88, yeah. yeah not, yes. not so much now because he's kind of, his career is a bit all over the gaff now. But oh, back yeah. then, you're talking about serious acting chops coming into and he wanted to just mix <laughs> it up, didn't he? He wanted to. Yeah. And do you yeah. know what, actually? Yeah. He auditioned for Big. Believe yeah, me. I don't well, know if he auditioned. I don't well, know. he was interested in it. Yeah, I can never he, imagine he, Robert as, De Niro actually being a kid. Can you yeah. imagine him? Hey, I want to play on the slide. <laughs> it brings a whole new... That whole sex scene now is completely different in my head. Uh, but he, he had come out, as you say, Sinead, he'd, he'd just come out of The Untouchables, which also yeah. could be another Spotlight episode, mm-hmm. and a 15-year run as the most intense method actor in Hollywood and mm-hmm. was looking to do a comedy and went for big or you know put his name forward for big was interested in being in playing uh, uh, the part in big and i think penny marshall the director was interested him, in yeah. what that film mm. would be like but ultimately went for tom hanks i mean I the mind boggles as to what yeah. what that yeah. film i can't imagine him like. like tom hanks has this wide-eyed childlike yeah, wonderment about him yeah. which makes him yeah. perfect for big yeah. Plus, we, well, we now, might have deprived us of Tom Hanks as a major star as well. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, that was a big roles, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have Have either of you seen Awakenings with Robin uh, Williams? Do you know and... what? That's so funny that you say that because it keeps coming up and I, me and Derek keep going, yeah, we must come back to that. We must come back to that. It's on <laughs> Netflix at the moment, actually. Okay. Yeah, and that's based on that, a yeah. true story. It's a, uh, Oliver Sacks. I just watched that, that actually. On. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah so, it's a real it's a real interesting one because i think robert uh, robin williams had gone for the yeah gone he, for the he Charles went Grodin for the Mar- marduka's part oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which i could that, see yeah. him playing as well and you know I can oh imagine but then you're going i think it would have been a zanier. very it would have been zanier yeah 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 there's a lot of improv in this film 
But mm. I think Charles Grodin's improv is completely different to what yeah. Robin Williams would have It's done. a more deadpan yeah. thing, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's kind more... of drier, but yeah. yeah. If, you, if you're looking to see maybe a, a softer side or, or a more childlike side of, of uh, De Niro, then Awakening actually, is a good, a good he does a it's, a... it's a really sad and touching performance in that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's great. It really is. Uh, but yes, so this Martin Brest, who like was coming off the, uh, it was his big follow up to Bever- Beverly Hills Cop. The studio originally uh, wanted to tweak the script and make uh, the Duke a woman. The Duchess, oh maybe, no! Yeah, and oh, they had Cher. They wanted Cher to be in mind. Oh yeah. come on! And <laughs> uh, put put a little bit of a like a, a romance in there. No, uh, I, got, but, I could see. I'm, I'm glad they didn't, but I could see something like that maybe working too i think Cher would be good in a role like that i'm glad they didn't but i think it worked as well well uh thankfully martin breast said no and he also (laughs) said no as we say to robin williams there's a new there's enough breasts in this movie (laughs) (laughs) because and the main reason was because charles grodin's audition opposite de niro and they would have been kind of acting around the same time charles grodin would have been one of the actors, studio actors. You know, mm. he would have come up around, um, uh, around you know, actors like Dustin Hoffman and people yeah. like that. And then De Niro was, I guess, coming. He would have been more uh, film than than theater based. You know, but uh, at that stage, Paramount, who were the studio involved, they said, "Okay, we're not we're not involved." But Universal, thankfully, said, "Yes, thumbs up." And Charles Grodin. Like I say, he's most people might know him maybe from uh, Beethoven. From <laughs> Be- Beethoven, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's fantastic in a film called The Heartbreak Kid. If you get a chance to see that, he is a very, I'd say, one of my favorite actors. He's never bad in anything, whether it be. He's also in something. Have you ever seen? Um, oh, it's with Martin Short called Clifford. Have you ever seen Clifford? Oh, the the big red dog. No, I think it's just, it's Clifford, but it's, Martin Short plays a child, right? Okay. And Charles Grodin is the step, like, they, they adopt this child, but it's Martin Short. <laughs> okay. I and he's like the, the of evilest there. child. Yeah, you just have to look up the I picture. Love to do he actually, you know what, he, <laughs> Martin Short looks very convincing as a child. <laughs> and it just looks like they have him slightly further away from the camera or something. Yeah, yeah, in most shots just step back, so step oh back, step back. Oh my God, I see it, yeah. I actually think oh, that, that I'd say that's a good movie ever. though. I'd say. Okay, I'd say, well, uh, one more, one more Spotlight episodes. Yeah. And the reason I have to say, uh, the reason that this one was in my head for a spotlight was because we talked about diner yes. scenes yes. in a recent episode. And there is a fantastic diner scene. And I was going, well, I put that in and I was going, this film deserves an entire episode about it. Not the, <laughs> not the scene where Charles Grodin goes, how much is the coffee? And, <laughs> and how much is the tea? Oh, yeah. I'll have the, I'll have the tea. and Grodin wasn't like he's not a big name he's certainly not a Robin Williams he's not a Cher and he he is an actor who I think was famously difficult to work with and there there are stories about him kind of just being a little kind of prickly now whether it's a a whether it's a persona that he puts on or if he was just like that but De Niro and another actor who you know you're not nobody really knows what Robert De Niro is like you know I don't you know no he's an enigma I think yeah hey Bobby uh, <laughs> like I don't think yeah. he's anything like 
anything we see on the screen. Yeah. He's yeah. painfully shy in interviews yep. as well. He doesn't yeah. like... Yeah, doesn't I'd say it'd be very hard much. to know. I'd say he's really dull, actually. I'd say he's really <laughs> dull and disappointing. Yeah. Bobby, I know, I know you're listening, Bobby. Don't listen to her. You're a fantastically charismatic person. We want Al Pacino love... instead! <laughs> yeah. 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 He's a man with a bit of colour. Come on. I'd say he'd <laughs> yeah. be a big bit of crack. A little colour and a lot of coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said that, hasn't he? He's kind of said, that's all my performance was just coke fueled. But yeah. uh, De Niro and, and Groden, in their audition, uh, it it they per- perfectly match together, I think, and you yeah. see this throughout the film. Um, you've got De Niro tweaking like what he was known for, this alpha male persona, enough to get laughs, but there's also a danger to him. You know, mm. when he kind of physically kind of goes, I'm going to hit, you know, and he does hit, especially, um, you know, Marvin, he hits him quite a few times. You kind of go, yeah, I kind of <laughs> believe he put him down. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you've got Groden as... Uh, the Duke, who is, he's not as much of a tough guy as Jack, but he's resolute, isn't he? Yeah. He is, he has this set of morals that he's going to stick to. He and is when picky. Jack, he is he's very sushi, picky. Yeah. And look, you watch this movie and you are just as annoyed with him. Yeah. As De Niro is all 100%. the way through. From everything. And that's actually, this is a good point i have a little clip now it's not like me to have clips no. a little clip now of the two of them on the train <laughs> as jack tucks in to some delicious looking chicken wings and the duke tells him why that's maybe he shouldn't be doing that familiar with the word arteriosclerosis cholesterol you want to outline a complete balanced diet for you well melons me from c block why would you eat that? Why? Yeah, it tastes good. But it's not good for you. Well, where? Well, why would you do something that you know that's not good for you? Because I don't think about it. Well, that's living in denial. Living in denial? Yeah. I'm aware of that. So you're aware of all your behavior, yet you continue to do things that aren't good for you. That sounds sort of foolish, don't you think so, Jack? No. Stealing $15 million from Jimmy Serrano sounds foolish. I don't think I get caught. Now that's living in denial. I'm aware of that. Oh, so you're aware of your behavior, and yet you continue to do things that aren't good for you. Sounds kind of foolish to me, don't you think, John? It was foolish. But taking 15 million of mob money and giving it to charity was good for a lot of people. Oh, so you pissed off a mafioso killer just to be loved by a bunch of fucking strangers. That makes a lot of sense. Don't you want to be loved? Lots of people who love me. Really? Who? I got an ex-wife and I got a daughter in Chicago. How do they put up with all your sarcasm? So you get a little bit of an idea there of how frustrating this guy is. Yeah. But <laughs> with all his phobias like... and everything. I mean, for God's oh, sake, how many yeah. phobias could he have? I don't think they're all phobias, though, are they? Yeah, that's the point. Um, but how likable. By the end of this film, you love him. You know, oh, yeah. Both, yeah, yeah. both of these guys, you know. Um, and like I say, he's not a tough guy in the way Jack is, but he has this moral compass. And we find out that he's embezzled this money, you know. Uh, he found out he, he was a, a kind of straight-edge accountant, mm. you know. 
uh, and he found out that he was working for a firm that was laundering mon money for the mob so he embezzled this money and he's gone into hiding then after that um, Jack doesn't care he just wants to get him back to Los Angeles before midnight on, on a certain date and it becomes harder and harder because of all of these other people you know yes. but the Duke just you know very quickly learns to push his buttons and you know it, it gets him just that little bit more and us as well as we're watching it more on edge as, yeah. we're, as we're kind of going oh just ditch but, him he's not uh, worth it he's not worth at all the same money. time there's beautiful there's a beautiful scene where jack as you can tell has an ulcer because <laughs> he eats badly you know and he doesn't live what i would say is a, is a healthy lifestyle he's got an ulcer and the ulcer is bleeding and and uh the Duke says, well, you got to get some milk for that. And he goes, well, we got no money at this point. They, they have literally spent every cent that they have to get across the country this far. And uh, the Duke says, uh, well, OK, well, just just pull us into into the next town. And they go into a bar and they do what is called the litmus configuration. <laughs> where they pretend to be, well, <laughs> the Duke pretends to be an FBI agent because they've got this FBI badge that they've stolen off Yafet Koto's character, Alonzo Mosley. And they go, have you had any uh, $20 bills pass in here recently? And the guy behind the bar goes, yeah, yeah we, we've had a few. <laughs> and they then they get taken out of the, the till and Robert De Niro rubs it with a rubber. <laughs> they go, yeah, these, these, these ones are bad. These ones are good. And they take the bad ones with them. <laughs> And I think it that was just... to improvise as well, that scene. Which oh, is... yeah. There's yeah. so yeah. much so of this film yeah. that, that is improvised, you know. And it is, I think, down to Charles Grodin, maybe. And and De Niro, I don't want to kind of, you know, say that he didn't do a lot of stuff. But I think his reactions, or he, he just knew how to yes and him, if, yeah. if that's yeah. Uh, yeah. the right way. And, like, there's a scene as well. They jump on a freight train. This is one of those classic kind of traveling across America. How are we going to get here? They jump on a freight train. And Martin Brest apparently had told Charles Grodin, um, in this scene, just make Robert De Niro laugh. Whatever you do, make Robert De Niro laugh. And he says a line about about chickens. <laughs> yeah, wanted to have sex with one of the chickens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see, and it does look genuinely like De Niro just broke down, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, and then Grodin breaks down because he's broke yeah. down. And Although it just play, seems... he plays it so well, it seems like, you know, obviously you know in his earlier film career with Scorsese and stuff like that I'd say that he was given a lot of leeway to kind of improvise and think about scenes yeah. so Robert De Niro was able to kind of take it and run with it like, oh, yeah. oh yes absolutely mm -hmm. yeah 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 um, I guess maybe the, the comedy stuff not so much as you say Sinead his latter career shall we say there's stuff like uh, Bad Grandpa Dirty, I didn't bad say grand, anymore bad, yeah yeah and other films like that even the Meet the Parents ones diminishing returns I guess you know just playing on you know what we imagine him to be i suppose mm. but this is him in in fine comedy form fine fine comedy action form really yeah. i think you know um because even at the start all... of this i thought i thought oh you know it's going to be a simple like well not simple but i thought oh it's going to be like you know a, a heist kind of crime it's mm, I, right. I thought it was going to be serious and then yeah. when he meets um when he meets groden 
and he's locked in his shower and there's a big dog and I was just like what the f-? I, I wasn't expecting it at all like talk about a crazy meeting of the two characters because I was expecting like in a say crime thriller oh he's not going to be in there when he opens the door he's going to be yeah. in a really great place and it's like no no he's in the shower he can't get out of it and there's a big dog and he's like call your dog off like, you take the dog no you you take the dog you stay where you are and your dog's like okay this is where this is going and then yeah. you know all the stuff that like your man has a phobia on the bloody plane and you're just going oh my god this is like so such an annoyance of a thing and then it gets into you know all this like it's supposed to take four hours and it's like three days mm. or something like that to get back and and you have to do that as well you know you can't have the film ending with it after a you know two hour flight or whatever it is no no you, know? you have to drag this out but like, it's, it's like my dinner with Andre but on a plane <laughs> I'm talking to each other yeah yeah but it was just it I'd watch so that. much I'd of my expectations that. It, you know? it wouldn't be quite as highbrow as my dinner with Andre yeah, yeah. 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 but you know um, just it played with, with your expectations of you know some of what you're expecting like in these in these kind of a, a crime gangster kind of slash you know heist movies whatever they are mm. but the other thing as well like you you, you spoke about Groden and you know uh, we get into more into his character and, and who he was and you know we learn but also there's a huge character arc I suppose uh, or background development in uh, De Niro's Jack because you realise why yeah. he is the bounty and you go yeah. oh Jesus Christ you know he's because if I mean like if we, if we thought there was too much machismo going around yeah one of one of the very few female characters that we see apart from the Duke's wife who's uh, his I, ex-wife I don't know yeah uh, we we the, on the way a mortified Jack has nowhere else to turn because they need money so he goes to his ex-wife Gail played by Wendy Phillips to borrow money um, and it is a beautiful scene, like yeah. because and it it's a beautiful scene as well because we've had hints I guess of his past as a cop in Chicago and he couldn't uh, he he had to leave the force um, and he has this this past with uh, with the big bad of this fi- of this film and in this movie like he's got his, his daughter who he hasn't seen in God knows how long mm. nine and, years I think it was almost yeah. Like that case, yeah. And he had to abandon her and you kind of feel like, you know, it was maybe the right thing to do because the wife seems happy with the new husband who's a cop who probably took a payoff. He's maybe. Yeah, he's corrupt yeah. as fuck, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But the daughter... The daughter you know, does he... an unbelievable performance. She's only... Oh. Like, the look she gives yeah. him. Yeah. It's, and the awkward tension and the moment they have in that film together like was really just... Yeah. And he, real, like he's going, realistic. Yo, oh, you, you, are you in eighth grade? Uh, I can't look. Yeah. I can't do it, do it uh, justice. But in a movie that like balances these tones, this mm. action, this comedy and this kind of heart... It is a it is a beautiful it's a really honest and raw scene for a film like this that probably only an actor like De Niro could pull off you know yeah but it has been built up because of the character work that we've seen you know um the the oh yeah <laughs> there's so much about this film that I love I watched it again today like I say it's what I call an endlessly rewatchable movie um and it's and today I was kind of going, 
and it's lo- like it's it is long. Now I don't think it's yeah. too long. I think it's as long as it needs to be. I never got yeah. bored watching it. No, it's two hours and ten minutes or something like that. I didn't realize but it was, I was quite going, that long. My oh. God. Yeah, because I was yeah, the, yeah. for the eighties movies. Because like some of the ones that I was watching even over the weekend there just for. Uh, with, with Darren and stuff for Halloween and stuff like that, like was at, were actually shorter than this, which I didn't yeah. realize. And like you know, like a, an, hour think, would yeah, be, yeah, an hour forty would be, yeah, an hour forty. That's what I thought. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with this, I was kind of going, oh, I got, I, I got to watch it again just so it's fresh, fresh in my mind. And and I was looking at the time, and I was going, I've got to make my notes now for the for the podcast and i was going oh, i just i can't stop it i have to watch it all because it's fantastic mm. you know dennis farina i have to shout out as well like um he's an actor we've all seen before and stuff yeah 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 oh yeah and he he's a he's a an ex chicago policeman who then went into acting later in really? life he plays so uh serrano the the bad guy in this he has a an amazing like he's not in it a lot, but he has an amazing scene in the back of a of a car with uh, Charles Grodin where he sits him down and says calmly says what he's going to do to him and what he's going to do to his wife, you know. Mm. But that's another kind of a shift in tone that, in some way, in this film, really really works, you know. Mm. Um, he can straddle can that uh, that you know he can straddle being kind of over the top funny. And dangerous yeah. as well at the yeah. same time. He, yeah. You know, it's a difficult thing to do, but he, he can do it. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I've talked a lot about this. Um, the last thing maybe I'll say is, uh, did you know that there were three TV movie sequels? To this I movie? did see this in my <laughs> research. Really? Yeah. Because oh I didn't, I think. Or if I did, I blocked it out. Right. Yeah. Um, I think they're lost to posterity. I don't know if they if they can be found. There is a or there. I saw a box set. I don't know if it's still available. Of you could buy Midnight Run, and it's called Another Midnight Run or Midnight Run. It has Christopher McDonald in it. Christopher McDonald, better known as Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin, yeah. Yeah. He's no. He's no uh, Jack Nicholson. Or sorry, he's no. He's no Jack Nicholson. He's certainly no Robert De Niro. But. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, it it seems to have a pretty good cast. Like when I look at the other other people involved, but I've not seen them, so I can't attest to that. But um, if you've not seen Midnight Run, do yourself a favor. You're gonna have mm. the best two hours and ten minutes that uh, that you really can, I guess. <laughs> as someone watching in 2022 as well, you're like. Oh my God, he's smoking in a train. Oh my God, he's smoking in a plane. Oh my God, he's smoking in a taxi. There's a lot of smoking. There's a lot of fucks that, like, I mean, I I said one at the start. Like, they're not, you know, nowadays they'll be going, you can have one. Yeah, yeah. Pick (laughs) pick your one. But De Niro's just like, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, give you two fucking where he this. Fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, yeah. and look, it's got a beautiful ending. It's got one of those endings where I, you know, See you in the next life, Jack. They say uh, the Duke says. That's like their thing, isn't it? That they uh, say. Yeah, yeah. Because he has tried to escape him all the way through this <laughs> film, and that's what he said. But when they do actually part ways, you kind of go, oh, and they uh, no, been, meet like, each other for the pint around the corner. Come on, <laughs> yeah, friends yeah, for yeah. life. That's what you yeah. kind of want. Yeah, you kind of, yeah. and that's the thing. It definitely wouldn't have worked without these two at the center of this and the chemistry mm. that they brought. Like it really brings this movie to another level completely, you know. And like mm. that's really 
like it has to be key i suppose in a in a buddy movie but this one kind of brings the whole buddy movie to an absolutely completely different level uh, altogether it really does there's been a lot of movies like this kind of since um the you know about bounty hunters having to transport people across country like the bounty hunter or yeah. like bullet bulletproof that, that's that's a that's an example of the let's put some sex appeal in there isn't it? yes <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly but it's kind of a variation on the traveling like you know the planes trains and automobiles to due date you know having to travel with someone you mightn't get on with kind of thing anyway yeah. do you know but it's yeah. A, yeah it's just a different slightly different uh quirk on that trope yeah yeah no, it's bulletproof I, I i it's years since i've seen bulletproof mm. um and i i don't know if i've seen it more than once but uh yeah that's that's another one isn't it they're they're like convicts is there or something like that yeah it's adam sandler playing a playing a tough guy role actually which was a weird um he was he was staring opposite um um, damon wayans was it damon wayans and damon wayans was playing the kind of comedy relief and adam Sandler at this time um what year did that come out let me have a a look that came out in 1996 which is strange because adam he was at the height of all that was he was he at the height of all his happy gilmore and all that kind of crack or was that after that Wedding I'm singer. Not sure, now it'd be around that time. It would be, yeah, it'd be around yeah. in or around that time. But uh, maybe I have that wrong. Maybe he was playing the comedy relief. I don't know. But it's been a while since I've seen it. But it's <laughs> well, it's the like only le- way we'll find yeah. out is if we watch it now. <laughs> yes, true. Uh, like a less good version of Midnight Run. So watch Midnight <laughs> Run instead. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely do. Definitely do. Yeah. Martin Bresnad, the director. Uh, like I say, Beverly Hills Cop would have been the big one that he was known for. Um, he then did Midnight Run, then did Scent of a Woman, which wow, you know, okay. obviously he he um, went. I need a shoutier actor for my next <laughs> for my next thing, and Meet Joe Black, which went nowhere. Nowhere, I think. But for, it's my uh, guilty pleasure that I really watch. okay. Yeah. Okay, I don't know That's, what it is about that movie. I just I don't. Yeah, you know, it's I one just of those... remember. I remember it being very long. Oh, it's very long. It's yeah. very long. Never but seen I loved it. the concept of it. I loved mm. the kind of. Have you seen? Not seen it. Never seen it. Okay, spotlight. It's, it's a it's a remake a remake of a of an old movie called Death Takes a Holiday, yes. where the Grim Reaper decides to take a day off and get yeah. to know somebody before that he he's going to kill basically soul. or takes her soul. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, funny enough, in it. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, and then directed one of the most terrible films ever made called Gili. Starring Jennifer oh Lopez god, is that him? Ben Affleck. Yeah, oh, I've, I've never that, seen yeah. it, but I've I've heard all the bad stuff mm. about him. Yeah. See, I don't. I'm, I dodge meet Joe Black by watch Gigi or Jiggly Jiggly. G- Jiggly. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that, that's what I call it. I think Gigi. that's probably why it didn't do well. It's because people. Gigi is, a, is an old, much older film. What's what the name of the one with Jennifer Lopez? It's Gigli. It's pronounced. It's based on an op, like a, the Italian pronunciation. Gigli. But it's mm. it's pronounced it's spelled G I G L I. There you go. <laughs> Every day's a school day here <laughs> on the real take. Yeah, I saw the movie. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's a little bit like Midnight Run, isn't it? That's kind of people traveling across country to escape. I think he's a mob hitman, and she's I don't know. She has to transport her across the country to oh. escape people. Yeah. It was like the early Ben Affleck days when he used to slick his hair back, you know that oh, that God. stage of. Mm. Yeah. Oh well, they're they're still together now, aren't they? So well, they're back to together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. know they're back together, but I think there was always, wasn't there? 
you know, they always loved each other. Uh, that's the, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know yeah. them? Anyway, you're listening to the Ben Affleck, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez podcast. Celebrity podcast. Where we talk salacious gossip. Salacious gossip <laughs> is the it. word of the day. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So we hope you enjoyed our look at Midnight Run. I am certainly delighted that I got to see it. So thank you so much, Niall. Till next time. Bye. See you in the next life at the cinema. <laughs> Bye. You have been listening to The Real Take, presented by Sinead Brassel, Ross Leedy, and Niall O'Brien. Our music was provided by actor, artist, and musician Will Guppy. You can find him on Instagram at will.guppy. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Real Take Podcast. If you would like to contact us to tell us how fantastic we are, you can reach us at The Real Take Podcast at gmail.com. See you at the movies.